All right, let's do it, Ramona. All righty, good morning. I thank you, Lord, for exponential elevation. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the eyes to see the harvest. I also thank you, Lord, for giving us the will, the power, the grace, the gratitude, the strength, and the courage, Lord, to keep it moving and grab the harvest that's before us. This I ask in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Uh, this morning, I want you all to turn your Bibles to the book of Ephesians. Turn your Bibles to the book of Ephesians. Version. I want you to turn your Bibles to the book of Ephesians this morning. And um, I just wanted to start reading from the uh, the book of Ephesians. I think it's something to to just kind of go in and, and, and get more understanding. I'm excited that we've made tremendous progress. I'm seeing the progress from around the world on people who are just tuning in either to our um, morning motivation and who are also tuning in to our um, Tuesday live uh, session. So I'm just feeling something that, that that's, that's, that's occurring and I'm going to kind of go with it and uh, see if this is where where we can continue to go deeper in understanding the word. And for those who join us on the calling line, you know that our most important objective on this calling line is to go from comprehension to application, from application to experimentation, from experimentation to manifestation of what the word can do in our lives. We all want to experience more of what God has for us, but sometimes we have to get the understanding of what that means. What does that look like? What does it feel like? How do we know that God is moving in our lives? And, you know, sometimes it's a challenge to be able to kind of really know, you know, is this God or is this just something I'm just excited about? Is this God or is this something that just, you know, I'm just, you know, uh, um, you know, just desiring without God, you know? And, and I, you know, I constantly ask that question when it comes to leading people is that, you know, I want it to be of what God wants me to do and what he's telling me to do. And so often, you know, I, I, I can, you know, kind of drift away a little bit. But I, I believe that God is asking me to do this assignment right now. And that is to teach. That is to share. That's to give people understanding of what the, how the Word can really work in their lives. Because I think we all are challenged and faced with, you know, a daily task of how do we stay connected to the Word. It, you know, that's, that's the biggest challenge is how do we stay connected to the Word. And I'm learning that it's a daily responsibility. Like he, he wakes up and gives us breath. Uh, it's, a, it's a daily task to stay connected to his Word because uh, the world tries to take you under every day, every minute of the day, every hour, uh, every month, they try. The world tries to destroy you. So sometimes you got to hold on to that which is consistent, and that thing that doesn't change, and the word doesn't change. The word is real. The word is is, is a living, it's a living body of of information that empowers you. You know, our 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 morning Bible study is different. I mean, it's different than what most. Bible studies, maybe. Our our morning motivation in Bible study is saying, I don't want you to just hear the word. I want you to do the word. 
I want you to take this word, eat it up, and work it out. Just like you're doing a workout, it's like your protein bar. It's like your, you know, your nutrients for the day. When you eat this word and you start begin to experience and you apply it and you experience it, it's like, wow, I didn't know God could do all that. I didn't know, you know, I've been limiting God all my life. Unconsciously we limit him because we sometimes don't comprehend the word. So if we don't comprehend it, we can't apply it. And if you don't apply it, then you can't experience what God can do. And then you you you, you look at what, what 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 has happened, and there's a lot of things in your life haven't manifested. It's not because you didn't really want them to manifest. You didn't know how. You didn't understand the process of making it manifest. So, you know, today I want to just begin by reading the book of Ephesians because I think that I still think that we have a formula for success between Jeremiah 29 and 11, John 10 and 10, and Romans 12 and 2. And I believe it's backed up by continual scriptures that we've been going over. And I think that it's time now to maybe dive in more deeper and get an understanding of the book of Ephesians, what Paul was saying to the people, and how Paul began to think when he began to write the book of Ephesians. So I'm going to start reading today the NIV version of the book of Ephesians, and y'all just kind of uh, stay with me. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ, Jesus by the will of God, to God's holy people in Ephesus, Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's writing, okay? He says, praise for spiritual blessings in Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creations of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to, spot, to, to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. He, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to, be, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possessions to the praise of his glory. 
For this reason, ever since, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. i got to read that one more time, y'all. Please forgive me for just being uh, redundant. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I'm reading from the book of Ephesians. So if you're just joined, let's turn to the book of Ephesians. Uh, I'm on the first chapter, verse 18, um, so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and sealed him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Now that's Ephesians 1. That's Ephesians 1. I, I want to I continue here, but I want, us, I want us to just kind of think about this. Think about all the words that you heard in this Ephesians 1, okay? Think about it. Think about the things that he talked about in here, you know, being faithful, okay, how he's blessed us from the, you know, in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ, how he chose us, how he predestined us for adoption to sonship, through Jesus Christ. I'm reading from the book of Ephesians. I'm only on Ephesians 1 because I want us to just begin to dive deeper into this understanding that God has a plan for us. And here he talks about it when Paul is writing to the book, you know, to the Ephesians, and he's, he's, he's talking about, one, how God has he, he's already laying the foundation. It says here in Ephesians 1, in 8, it says, God, I'm going to go back to 7, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. See, this, 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 thing, this thing really got me. It got me when it talked about lavishing, right? This, I just was kind of reading the word, and I said, I'm going to read the whole, the whole first book of Ephesians and just kind of get a, get a, a better understanding Look what God does. For those who believe in his word, he has a will for you. He's, he's, God is, when it says lavish, 
That means he just lays it on thick. I mean, it ain't just just a blessing. It's not. It's not just a single blessing, y'all. When you lavish, it's like you, you lay it on thicker and thicker. That is lavish. That's over the top. See, I believe that God is sharing this word with us so that we can understand that He He's done His part. It ain't like He has to do His part. He has already done His part. God is only that when he created us in Genesis, right, he's already laid the foundation to say, listen, I'm creating you for a purpose, right? And once you understand that purpose, then I'm going to do something for you that's going to be amazing. He said, he said, first of all, I'm going to put a will together for you. So that's going to be, you know, this, this will is, is the inheritance, okay? That's the inheritance. Yeah. And then he was going to put a plan together for you so that's going, so you can work this thing out so you can get to the will so you can understand. You know, that I, got you, I got you on this thing. I'm forgetting in the end, so I'm giving you a plan and I'm giving you the will all in one. But he said the thing that you've got to do along the way is you've got to believe. And he said if you believe then I'm going to lav- I'm going to just put lavishing blessings upon your life. I'm going to leave you an inheritance. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless you from the heavenly realms to the spiritual realms. I mean, he's saying it right here, look, in, in, in Ephesians, y'all. And I, I wanted to dive into that because I think that some things, you know, he says here in Ephesians, he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. He said, I'm not going to wait until you're out of here to lavish you. I'm going to bless you right here, right now on earth. That's what it says. It's I'm gonna bless you right here. Right now. On earth. I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna bless you in a mighty way. Now here we go. Here we go. I like this thing. It's Ephesians one and eleven. In him we were also chosen. Who? In Christ. We were also chosen. Having been predestined According to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of his glory. Here we go. I'm reading on in 13. This is 1 and 13. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth. See, it's amazing how sometimes you don't know that you're included in Christ's blessings, in God's blessings. Sometimes, sometimes you just don't know that you're included because you haven't really Understood. You don't have a comprehension. When something is the truth, and the Bible is the truth, y'all know that. Y'all know the Bible is the truth. But when you don't know the word, 
then something could be true, but not true in your life. Okay, it's true that there are houses, right? That's, that's, that's true, all right? But if you don't have a house, then having a house is not the truth in your life. Now, the moment that you get a house, then you know that it's the truth for you. What the word does is the word is true, but you have to you have to receive the word in order for it to be true in your life. It's true, period. The word is the word is the word is the word. I ain't gonna change. The word is the word. It's already been it's already been documented, right? All right. But I can read the word all day, every day. And I can say I read the book of Genesis and I read the book of John and I read the book of Mark and Matthew and I read the book of Ephesians. But at a certain point, what does that really mean? I mean, what does it really mean? Did you did you really read the word with saying I want it to be true in my life? I mean, that's that's the question. Do you want it to be true? In your life, do you want the word to work for you? Do you want to experience the word for your family? Do you want this inheritance that God is talking about for you, for your family, for your kids' kids? Because, see, the word is the truth, but you want the truth to be working in your life. That's what I believe the word really should be doing. It should be working in your life. I mean, I'll be totally honest with you. I'm experiencing this word of God in a mighty way because I'm looking at it with a different set of lenses now. I'm looking at it saying, you know, I know my mama read the Bible. I know my daddy probably read the Bible. I did see a Bible in my daddy's house when I went over there. I did see a Bible. So I know he's a man, was a man of faith. I'm just saying, how about me? I should have my own Bible. I should know the Word of God, and I should be experiencing the Word of God in my life because then it becomes true to me. I want to personalize this thing. I don't want to be. I don't want to be. What I do? I want to be a little selfish. I want to be a little selfish. Okay, I'm gonna be a little selfish. See, I want the Word to work in your lives, right? I really do. I think that we wake up every morning and, you know, this Monday through Friday and we begin to kind of share the word because we, we, we wanted you to really get this. We really, we really do. We don't want you to really get this. But I could want the word to work in your life as much as I possibly could pray and think and ask God for it to work in your life, right? But if you don't take this word, and begin to see it happening in your own life, no matter how much I pray, no matter how much I want it for you, if you don't believe that word is going to work or that it's the truth in your life, it's like you, you, you just don't get it. You just don't, you, you, you're missing it. You're saying, well, yeah, I hear it, I hear it, I hear it. You know, it's amazing. I was working with this guy. Um, you know, doing some work and, you know, doing some, getting, getting some of the other some uh, sweets and everything ready. And, you know, really, really, really guy, good, good guy. I mean, he's a, he's a hard worker. He, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. And, you know, but we was having a conversation. And, you know, we were talking about 
buildings and houses, and you know, he said, I really wish I could get a house. And you know, and, um, you know, I said, well, you know, sometimes you got to dream bigger, man. And you got to put a plan into action. And, you know, he said, yeah, man, but you know, sometimes it's hard. I said, well, it's really not that difficult when you start thinking about it. You begin asking God for it. He said, what do you mean by asking God? So I just shared with him. I said, you know, sometimes you got to ask God for more than you can actually see with your eyes. I said, you know, why don't you ask God for a house? You know, a house you got. He has five kids. I said, why don't you ask the God for a house? You know, that's 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 that's, that's it's a four thousand dollar mortgage. He said, a four thousand dollar mortgage. He said, I would never, I would never pay four thousand dollars for a mortgage. I said, well, I don't want you to do it for you. I want you to do it for your kids because you got five kids, right? I mean, you have five kids. I said, and. Uh, the, the the reason why you may think about asking God for a four thousand dollar mortgage is because you need a house, and you know where you live at in New Orleans, uh, it ain't cheap. I said so. A four thousand dollar mortgage is just you know maybe a house, maybe two thousand, three thousand square feet. So it's not really a lot of space, but it gives you a whole lot more space. He said, you know, I never really asked God for a, 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 a house that big. I said, but you do need it, right? He said, man, definitely, I need it. I got five kids, and all my kids are young. I said, well, it ain't nothing wrong with asking God for it. He said, man, he said, nobody's ever, he said, nobody's ever, ever told me to think that big. I would have been happy with a house that's twelve hundred dollars a month, you know, thirteen hundred dollars a month. I said, right now, I'm staying, you know, this place, and you know, we, we, we we're sharing this place, five kids, and he's paying about nine hundred dollars a month. And I said to him, I said, well, I said, have you ever thought about what God can really do if you ask him? He said, you know, I never really thought about that. I said, well, why don't you just try asking him? I said, because you think about it. I said, if you start thinking bigger now and you start teaching your kids to think bigger, I said, one of them going to get it out of the five that you have. And then he began to show me how his younger son, you know, how he's how he always talking about daddy, we need to save for this right here because I want to get this right here for you know, for Christmas and I wanna get this for mom and you know, he started saving and every time he's seeing him, he always paid him a change and you know, I said he's he's all you gotta do is just, just keep just keep talking about that big house for him. I said sometimes it may not be what you receive, but if you can just get one child to believe bigger than what you believe, you never know. I said, but, you know, I'm just sharing with you what God can do. I said, he said, he said well, he said, how do you know? He said, how do you know? He said, how do you know that God can do that? You know, $4,200 more than that. I said, because he did it for me. I said, I was a little boy, last of nine kids, who just dreamed bigger. And I began to ask God to be wealthy. I began to ask God to, 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 to help me to live in the bigger house. I said, our whole house that we lived in, you can see right there in my little town called Aiden, the whole house was probably seven, 800 square feet, maybe 900 the most. I said, but I began to ask God for more. I said, you know, and the same God that I'm talking to is the same God that you can ask for more. I said, but it starts with you. I said, it starts with you because the only way that you're going to begin to experience what God has is you begin to ask him and have, have a conversation with him. And I began to share with him Jeremiah 29 11. I began to share with him that God wants something great for him and his kids. And he wants to, I said, why are you working so hard? He said, I'm working hard for my kids. He said, I want them to have a better future. I said, well, God wants you to have a better future. 
I said, because you are the you you are the one, you're the catalyst that has to start the train moving. That's so how I was sharing with him the Bible. We, we were working together, you know, we were doing some work, you know, putting that we were doing building. We were, but at the same time, I said, this is an opportunity for me to help this brother understand that he can go from comprehension of the word to applying it. From applying it to experiencing it from experiencing it to actually manifesting in his life. Now, whether he wants or goes after that or not is is totally up to him. But my responsibility is to share the gospel, the good news. And I think here in the book of Ephesians, what Paul is saying to the people, Paul is saying, listen, God is is, is good. It's the truth, man. He's saying it's the truth. This word is the truth. He's saying, but this truth has to be operating in your life. That's what I'm that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing that this word of God can operate in your life in a mighty way. If you believe it. Because I can't I can't take you to the I can't take you to I can take you to the water, but I can't make you drink. Yeah, okay, here's the truth, here's the word of God. Okay, here it is. You you're hearing it, right? It's up to you. It's up to you to take this word and help it manifest into the things that you're desiring from God. Because the elements are already there. The truth is already there. The Bible is the truth, period. It says it, says it right here in the truth. You know, in the book of Ephesians, First Ephesians, it, it's talking about the truth. It's talking about this, right? I like to say 11. I'm reading it again because I want y'all to, I want y'all to hear this. Ephesians 1, 11. I'm reading from the book of Ephesians, only chapter 1. In the book of Ephesians, it says, In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan, the plan plan we talked about, of him who works out everything. He works out what? Everything in conformity with the purpose of his will in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. See, God get excited when we start asking him for things. He gets excited when we begin to give him praise. When we raise him, we just going to say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, you're so wonderful. Lord, you're so marvelous. Lord, you're just, I mean, you're just blessing me in a mighty way. I want, us to, I want us to just think about it. What are we asking God for? What are we thanking him for? What are, what are, what are, we, really, what are we really trying to experience from God? It's just a question. It's just a question. I believe here, as Paul is writing to the people, he's, he's trying to get them to understand, listen, God is blessed. He's going to bless you. He's going to bless you continuously in a mighty way. He's going to do it lavishly. That means he's going to pour out his blessings on us. So that's why this Bible is such is so, so good, good news, because I love, I love hearing the word of God. I love hearing the word of God. Uh, but I love more experiencing the word of God. And I get I get doubly excited. That's the word where you can get. I get doubly excited when you 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 hear the word, you apply the word, you experience the word, 
And then it's like, boom, there it is. What you prayed for is in full manifestation for you to see it, drink it, eat it, experience it, ride in it, live in it, walk in it, worship in it. I see, see that's, what, that's what's so amazing about this word of God, y'all. It's not just reading it. It's seeing it come to life. When I see the, the transformations that people have been hearing this word are making, and it's not like that, it's happening all over. It's happening all over. See, I, I encourage you all to share this word. I encourage you all to share it. Tomorrow morning we're going live. I want you to, I want you to just kind of think about it. Think about it. Hey, Michael? Yes. Can I share something? Yes, go ahead. When you just read that, verse 11, where it says, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will in according, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ I tell you, that takes me to, <clears throat> I had a doctor's appointment on Friday, and I had got some lab work done. And the doctor, you know, he was reading all my results and stuff, and the blood work, the blood, the blood. It is unbelievable how much the blood tells you about what your predestined what 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 is predestined what you're predisposed is the word that the doctor used and he said i am predisposed to sugar i'm predisposed to sugar and i said but how can that be well my mother had sugar my father had sugar my grandmother had sugar everybody has had sugar so i am predisposed to diabetes. I said, but I don't have diabetes. He says, no, you don't have diabetes, Mrs. Woods, but you are predisposed to diabetes. Like someone who could be, who is predisposed to be an alcoholic. The mother was an alcoholic, father an alcoholic, and they're predisposed to be an alcoholic. And I said, but I don't have diabetes and I don't plan to have diabetes. And he said, well, in order for you to continue, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job avoiding diabetes, Ms. Woods. And he said, you have to, you cannot live where you are predisposed. I Mm. said, huh? He said, you cannot live where you are predisposed. Once you live there, then it becomes the reality for you. And I said, oh, my Lord, Jesus. Now, this just hit me when you read this, Michael, that I have the blood of Jesus. And when you have the blood of Jesus and you believe it, then you are predisposed Mm -hmm. to wealth, great health, uh, a great marriage, uh, a great kids, peace, 
with no understanding, joy in your heart. See, that's what you are predisposed when you have the blood of Jesus inside of you. But just like diabetes, you have to live in it. I have to live in the word of God. I have to live in in, in great health. I got to live in wealth. I got to I have to see it in my mind and believe that it is for me that God has that Jeremiah twenty nine eleven is for me because the blood of Jesus tells me that I am predestined, that I am predisposed to being wealthy, healthy, and full of joy. That's what I just got today, Michael. I mean, that was some powerful stuff. Mm. Well, you brought it home, honey, because that, that, that example that you just used is, is, is more vivid. And you have to, when you are predisposed or predestined for something great, you cannot be in the wrong environment. Otherwise, yes. you are re-exposed to the things that you are predisposed to. Ooh, wee! Exactly. This is why exposure, this is why exposure, mentorship, all of these things, I mean, this thing just hit me with this verse. This is why all of it is so important. You've got to constantly put yourself, and Lord, if, it's, if you feel that it's too late for you, then put your kids in that environment. This is why exposure is so important. This is why mentorship is so important. You got to constantly put yourself and put and have around you people that are already where you're trying to be because you are predestined to be there. And once you see it in your mind, good golly, it will happen in time. Mm-hmm. That's awesome now, honey. That's awesome now. You came alive because before you was on this phone, you was coughing there for a minute, and I felt like you were a little, but I see you are alive and woke. You, you woke this morning. I like that. Yeah, I tell you, I that like verse, that. That, that thing really, I mean, Jesus Christ, that was unbelievable, <laughs> Michael. That <laughs> verse was for me. It was for nobody else but for me. That's I am not, not going to ever have diabetes. I'm going That's to right. continue to live in good health. I'm going to stay in that environment. Other people can have lots of cakes and cookies and, and all that stuff, and it doesn't affect them. But for me, I'm going to be healthy. I will not live in diabetes. It's not something that I want for myself. I, am, I have the blood of Jesus, and I am predestined, predisposed to great wealth, health, and joy and peace of mind, and I'm going after it. And I know it's late, and I do apologize. I thank you, Lord, for Don't exponential apologize. elevation. You not apologize. Thank you, no, Lord, indeed. for giving us the eyes to see the harvest. I also thank you, Lord, for giving us the will, the grace, the gratitude, the strength, and the courage to grab the harvest that's before us. This I ask in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, 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 amen. Okay. All right, y'all. Have a wonderful day today. Marvelous Monday to you. All right, all right.